Let's head to Asia now, and we're joined by our correspondent in Hong Kong, Diane To. Hi, Diane. We'll start off with the Hong Kong economy. Now, your finance minister is giving a speech, and this is on the back of a dismal stock market performance and some other gloomy reports for the region. What is on the cards? Hi, Belisa. That's right. Hong Kong's finance minister is actually unveiling the city's annual budget as we speak. The government's pretty anxious about reviving the city after the pandemic, as well as, of course, the fallout from the political unrest in 2019. Uh, you mentioned dismal stocks. Well, the Hong Kong stock market ended 2023 as co-worst performer in the world alongside Chinese stocks. So uh, now Hong Kong's trying to win back the hearts of the world. So we're expecting money to be pumped into tourism, like possibly monthly fireworks shows, etc. But a big one we're really keeping an eye on is how officials plan to attract and keep talent and investment back here after a major exodus in the last couple of years. Now, Bloomberg just came out with a report saying Hong Kong has lost the race to Singapore in terms of being the preferred spot for global multinationals to set up their Asia headquarters. And in fact, even Chinese firms are picking Singapore over Hong Kong for expansion. The report cited reasons like Singapore's better relations with the West, broader talent pool, diversified economy, and so on. The numbers are something like 4,200 uh, 4, headquarters set up there compared to 30 1,300-odd in Hong Kong, so not great for a place that's prided itself on being Asia's world city. So yeah, we'll see today how creative our leaders are able to get in terms of moves to make Hong Kong more competitive again. And Diane, we've been hearing about tensions in the waters between mainland China and Taiwan. Can you bring us up to speed with what's happening there? Yes, so this involves a bunch of islands called Kinmen that's very close to southern China, but controlled by Taiwan. Early this month, a fishing boat entered restricted waters near Kinmen, and two Chinese nationals drowned uh, trying to flee Taiwan's coast guards. There's ongoing finger pointing and investigations on the two sides about the incident, but China's coast guard has now started regular patrols around the Kinmen Islands. Uh, and last week, tensions kicked up another notch when Chinese coast guards stopped a Taiwanese tourist boat in the area and boarded it for inspections. The boat apparently crossed into Chinese waters um, trying to avoid a school of fish, although analysts say it's a pretty common occurrence for both sides. At the time, Taiwan protested, uh, saying it triggered panic among the public. Uh, Still, their defense minister straight out said the response is to keep the peace and not escalate tensions. Uh, But yesterday, Taiwan officials came out again, saying another five Chinese Coast Guard ships entered restricted waters, uh, leaving after Taiwan told them to. We haven't heard yet from China, but we are expecting to hear from China's office that oversees Taiwan affairs on the matter today. Uh, It did recently, though, say it doesn't recognize any off-limit waters around Kinmen anyway. Now, of course, this is all against a backdrop of ongoing U.S.-China tensions, with more U.S. Congress members visiting Taiwan last week and a new president in Taiwan who uh, believes in independence from China. So much as most of us in the region are hoping for de-escalation. It's not clear these tensions will come down anytime soon. But speaking of Chinese relations, there's a new study that apparently shows China is maintaining the most diplomatic missions in the world, and that's even ahead of the U.S.? 
That's right. Uh, the Global Diplomacy Index, it's compiled by the Sydney-based think tank Lowy's Institute. China had, in fact, already shot past the U.S. in 2019. It's still ahead this year, but with a narrower lead, a narrower lead than before. It has uh, 274 missions, just three more than the U.S. now. Uh, but they're all in pretty traditional areas of interest for the two powers. China's footprint is focused on East Asia and Africa, while Washington's presence is mostly in Europe and North and Central Americas. Now, the big geopolitical competition, though, is now near you folks in the Pacific. According to Lowy, the Pacific is seeing the fastest rate of outside nations racing to set up diplomatic posts there since 2017. Now, the U.S. and China especially have been vying for the love of Pacific Island nations. And unfortunately, that comes at the expense of Taiwan. Taiwan has just lost yet another Pacific ally when Nauru switched in January to form ties with Beijing. It still has many unofficial trade and cultural offices overseas, but only 12 countries now recognize Taiwan as its own state. That said, analysts have pointed out that diplomats, uh, more diplomats in the world doesn't necessarily translate to bigger influence. Other studies uh, have, point to, uh, have pointed to China's struggle with an effective use of soft power. That's certainly something the U.S. has mastered. After all, I did pick up my occasional American accent uh, watching shows like Friends growing up. Thank you so much for that, Diane. That is Diane Tolai from um, Hong Kong there.